Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So the Canadian response to the war crimes and the genocide accusations leveled at Russia for its military actions in Ukraine. Let's talk about that. And we spoke uh, early on during the conflict, the war, the... It's not even a war. It's, it's a... It's a thuggish mugging, and the Ukrainian military is standing up and punching so far above its weight. Um, Boris Brzezhnevsky is a former liberal member of parliament in the Toronto area, Ukrainian background, and he works with the Ukrainian community, within the Ukrainian community across this country. And uh, Mr. Brzezhnevsky told us uh, during our first conversation that he was in contact with men who wanted to fight for Ukraine, and with the Ukraine military at the beginning of the conflict. Mr. Rezhnevsky also sat beside Justin Trudeau during the address to the Canadian Parliament by President Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, Boris, it's good to have you back on the program. I wish the situation were different and resolved, and I wish Putin was getting his due, but we can only hope that day comes and very, very quickly. Uh, it must have been a challenging Easter for you, but let me just wish you the best of the Easter season. Thank you, Roy. It's greatly appreciated. When you see what's going on, just personally to you, how how does it make you feel, and what's the sense of the Ukrainian community across this country who contributes so much to the well-being of Canada? So it hits us uh, very personally. It... Um, this is, as you referenced, uh, for most Ukrainian Canadians, uh, we celebrate Easter according to the Eastern Rite, which means uh, today is uh, Easter Sunday, and it's a time that families gather. Uh, today I spoke with one of my cousins uh, in Ukraine, and it, it was impossible for uh, his cousins and nephews to gather uh, because they are on the front lines in different places, some in the Donbass, uh, some near Kharkiv, near Irpin, where the Russians uh, are trying to uh, move south with their military and under heavy artillery. Um, this morning, I was looking at images from Ukraine, and we have a custom of blessing our Easter baskets. Um, for our Easter lunches, um, and uh, we saw people that have children typically bring small baskets with an Easter bread, a Pascha, and uh, other items in the basket for blessing in churches. And we saw children having uh, little Pascha's Easter breads being blessed in cellars, uh, bomb shelters, where they've been living for months now. Um, it's a very difficult Easter. 
Uh, it's very personal for us. Many of us uh, have uh, lost friends. Uh, some of us here in Canada have lost family members. And we also take it personally because we understand, as you mentioned, that Putin has launched this war with the intent not only to destroy the Ukrainian state, but his intent is genocidal. It's the eradication of the Ukrainian people. He's made it clear. And we've seen the horrific images of how uh, his army is going about the eradication of the Ukrainian people. Yes, we have. And I fear we will continue to see this until he's stopped. Um, so what are your thoughts on Western nations supplying armaments to the Ukraine military? But they continue to express worry that if they were to step in and uh, establish a no-fly zone or otherwise become directly engaged with the, with the Russians to, to, uh, to support and provide protection for the Ukrainian people, they worry that he's going to go nuclear, um, something General Rick Hillier disagrees with. He was on this program yesterday and spoke very strongly about that. Believes Canada needs to do more than we're doing. Uh, what is, what's your sense of what's been happening as far as NATO countries are concerned? And what's your sense about what Canada's contribution has been? Yes, so NATO countries are slowly, much too slowly, coming to a realization, understanding the difference between Putin's intent and his strategic threats, tactical threats. His intent, as I mentioned, is the eradication of the Ukrainian state and the Ukrainian people. His tactical threats are various, and the nuclear threat is one of those. It's not an intent. It's a threat to neutralize the Western response. And he uh, keeps talking about NATO. Uh, you know, he NATO's role, and we keep talking, we fall into that trap, we keep talking about Article 5, uh, that that's what would trigger a response, an attack on any of the NATO countries. The NATO was formulated, if you look at historically the process that NATO has gone through, NATO's intent was to protect the democratic world, the Western North Atlantic democratic space. It before Germany, West Germany at that time had joined, uh, it didn't preclude coming to the aid of West Germany before they were members, should they have been attacked. Currently, today, Ukraine and Ukraine's army are in fact shielding the democratic Western North Atlantic space. NATO is being shielded by the Ukrainian army. And uh, Putin understands that he doesn't have the capacity or capability to challenge NATO. He publicly won't state that. But what he does understand is the, uh, the political culture of the democratic West and the ways to threaten them to neutralize the greater strength that we have. Uh, and he's done it very effectively. 
So he's, he's used that threat quite effectively. Uh, but it does appear that the West, first it was Great Britain, but Great Britain, even before the war started, they started sending those shoulder-held uh, uh, rockets that were so effective against... The javelins, right? Uh, well, the javelins were sent by the Americans afterwards. Right. Yeah, so it was so incredibly effective. Now there is other weaponry being sent, which is allowing the Ukrainians to, to fight back. Uh, Canadian, Canadian citizens are heading to Ukraine to fight shoulder to shoulder with Ukrainians, ex-military with tremendous combat experience are heading to Ukraine. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting that some of our elected officials still have this incredible hesitancy and unwillingness, including here in Canada, from sending the type of arms that we have stockpiled. We have harpoons. Let's send them to Ukraine. So they can defend that southern coast. Just yesterday, or uh, sorry, the day before yesterday, a Russian general made it clear that their intent was the rest of that Black Sea coast and then to move on to Moldova. Mm -hmm. At some point, we need to get serious about stopping this. And some countries have, have been exceptional at this. Boris Johnson has shown why we refer to the UK as Great Britain. He's shown real leadership on this file. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we haven't seen that sort of leadership here in Canada, notwithstanding our, as you mentioned, large Ukrainian-Canadian diaspora who feels this very personally. And uh, there is tremendous disappointment at this point in time. We haven't even been able to say that we will put in place a total economic blockade of the Russian Federation. We keep doing this piecemeal and, I guess, highly public, uh, publicized, um, you know, uh, sanctions against Putin's daughters. At the end of the day, how does that change Putin's calculus? It doesn't. Yeah. What yeah, we need is for the prime minister to show the sort of leadership that Brian Mulroney showed when he put sanctions in place, total sanctions in place against South Africa exactly. because of apartheid, notwithstanding what our closest allies, the UK and, and the US, uh, what their positions were. They were against it. We showed international leadership. I'm asking, when will Canada be back? We, we, <laughs> we were told Canada's back internationally. It's time that we could show leadership. Yeah. On, on in such a number of ways, and to and tap to, into uh, the Ukrainian Canadian community and their deep understanding of the processes and the politics in Ukraine and Eastern Europe. You know, not to forget, Stephen Harper faced Putin at a G20 meeting in 2014, and he said, "I guess I'll shake your hand, but you need to get out of Ukraine." And it's interesting. People to this day uh, remember Stephen Harper, uh, you know, putting it directly to Putin to his face. And uh, you know, Putin understands that sort of strength of conviction and very direct language. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever 
you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.